for our scripture reading this morning, um, we're going to be reading a few small passages. It'll be out of Matthew 28, Luke 10, and Acts chapter 3. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, and I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Then Peter said, silver and gold I have none, none, but what I have I give to you in the name of, the Je of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. This is the word of God for the people of God. Authority, we're continuing our series on knowing what you have, authority. Now next week we're going to be talking about purpose, and these two things, authority and purpose, really come together, but we're going to talk about authority first. So I shared with you last week that um, as I'm putting sermons together and, and thoughts of what the Lord would have me share and all, things kind of boil down to, to one sentence, and it's becoming more affectionately known to me as a sermon in a sentence. It's got a nice little ring to it, right? A sermon in a sentence. So here we go. What's the point? So everything I'm going to talk about comes down to this one sentence, okay? So, it's going to, so don't tune me out after you get the point and head off to lunch, because that's not what we're going to do here. But I want you to just give this point up front. You have permission to release the power that is within you into your situations and circumstances. That's what you have. That's your authority in action. You have permission to release the power that is within you into your situations and into your circumstances. Oftentimes, um, all of us who have been in, in the workforce or even at home working with our children or in conversations with our spouses at points in times, we understand that we can do something, but if we understand that we have the permission to do something, with permission comes a sense of freedom. With permission comes a sense of freedom. Now that's powerful because if in, in working in the workforce, if I have an employee that I'm telling, okay, I need to have this done and this done and this done, 
and it means that they have to interact with another individual or maybe cross over into another department, they're really not that confident in doing that until they understand that they have permission. The same would be is if I was to hand you my checkbook and say, here, here's my checkbook. I want you to go out and I need you to get this and buy this and buy this. Okay? If you didn't have my permission but had my checkbook, you probably wouldn't feel the freedom to go buy these different things. But since you have my permission, you do have the freedom. And you feel that freedom and you have that sense of freedom. Part of what we are reading this morning is Jesus is talking to his disciples. Now, we read that in the Bible, but at the same time, are we not his disciples? We are. And Jesus is giving his disciples the freedom to step into what he has called them to do. He's given them the authority to step into their calling. Excuse me. You see, we use what we have. Plain and simple. We use what we have. And Ian, you might be thinking, Ian, that's, that's probably your, your most obvious, truthful statement you've ever made. Yes, we use what we have, absolutely. If you have a car, you drive it. If you have a house, you live in it. If you have a bed, you sleep in it. You use what you have. We can even kind of take that a step further, is because what we have, we look at as ours. So I will use those things that are mine when I want to use them. I will use them how I want to use them. And as a matter of fact, if I feel like I can have the freedom to let someone borrow that, then I have control over that too. But we use what we have. So what do we have? You guys are going to love this. We have reactions. We have strategies, we have methods, we have attitudes, we have actions, we have voice tones, and we have body language. We have ways of handling ourselves. We have ways of protecting ourselves. Every one of us has used those things to move people or situations in the directions that we want them. Not always good. I'm going to guess that pretty much everyone who's listening to my voice right now has some type of situation or scenario that's running through their head about themselves that's not positive. That's not God's intention. That's not God's intention. If you're feeling upset or condemned about a situation that you're thinking of right now, let me just tell you, Friend, that's not God. That's not God. You see, what I'm looking to do today is to take our real life situations or circumstance that we have created and share how we have used our authority to get things that we wanted. And I want to take that situation and redeem that into a point in time to where we have, in moving under God's authority, that we can use that authority to move into what God desires and what He wants. It's also kind of like this. What would you do, or how would you react if someone 
was breaking into your home. You would exercise your authority because it's your house, right? And you would exercise your authority to protect that which is within your home. Now, that's on the physical side of things. Spiritually, let me ask, when the enemy comes into your life to steal your joy or to upset and bring chaos, how do you react to that? Oftentimes, we don't. You see, the Bible tells us the enemy is brought and comes against us to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he comes into our life to, I've said jokingly before, to upset our snow globes. But he comes into our life to steal, kill, and destroy. Just as if a robber, and he is mentioned as a thief that comes in to steal. But just as a robber would look to come into our home and to take that which we have, which we've been given, we would step up in our authority to defend that, to protect that, to ward him off, to use weapons against it, to stop him. The point is, is that we need to step into that same mindset spiritually as the enemy is coming in to take the things that we have been given. Now, according to Corinthians, we've been given all spiritual gifts. We've talked about that. We've been given every spiritual blessing. The Holy Spirit that lives in us, we've talked about that for three weeks. And all of his <clears throat> characteristics, the fruit of who he is, love, joy, peace, patience, all of those things have been given to us, and we have those things. <clears throat> but we have abdicated our authority. You see, Christ tells us here that he's, in, he's been given all authority in heaven and earth, and then he tells us to go. But he also tells us that we have authority over the enemy. But what do we do with that authority? And nine times out of ten, at this point, we abdicate that. We surrender that. We submit that over, and we distance ourselves from it because we don't realize, first, that we have it, and second, how to use it. So what I'm doing this morning is just taking the the real-life situations that we are all in every day, every day, and how we act and react in those situations and flipping them to look at it from a spiritual standpoint. So if the house is loud, <clears throat> and I'm ready to have it to be quiet. I've said this before. I have an arsenal that I can pull out from to make my house quiet. An arsenal. Years of experience, church, I'm telling you. I have an arsenal. I am exercising my authority to get what I want. Again, not always positive. But from a positive standpoint, what is that? So it is taking that authority that I've been given and stepping into that from a standpoint of God's peace, his compassion, his love, and his care for me and those who I'm speaking to. 
So we have this authority. We have been given this authority. But again, like I said, too often we submit that or we surrender that. These things that we have, this peace, the joy, the patience, those are things that we have the authority to give. We have the authority to give. Now, I can give this especially to everyone in my family because they're my responsibility. I have authority with my family. One of the first things, <laughs> Steve, one of the first things, <laughs> oh my word, one of the first things that Steve and I talked about when I first started pastoring here was he asked me, he said, so when do you want to do, we were working through the bulletin, it was one of the first Sundays we were working through the bulletin, he's like, so when do you want to do the prayer time, when do you want to do the children's time, and I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. He goes, well, you're the pastor. Authority, right? You're, Ian, you're the authority. You're the pastor. You, you can dictate where things are going to go and how we're going to do things. Me, first one to abdicate it. Whatever you think, Steve, sounds great. Just go ahead. <clears throat> but I have understood and learned, and that's one of the great things that God is teaching me about being in this role as far as the leadership and the authority that I've been given it's my job. It's my job. So as a dad, it's my job to not submit and surrender my authority, but to lead in that. So where and how far does my authority go? Your authority goes wherever God takes you. Now, this is a little bit to wrap your brain around, but your authority goes to wherever God takes you. So God takes me to the grocery store. I'm in the grocery store. I get a chance to talk to somebody. They ask me about praying with them or whatever it is that they may be. Do I have the authority to step into that and pray with that person? Absolutely. If I'm in a tough situation or in a circumstance at work, do I have the authority to give out God's peace? Absolutely because that's who I am, and that's where God's placed me. He has called me to that position. He's called me to that job. Therefore, I have the authority to give his peace. Now, how do you do that? Well, that's why we read about in Acts. So Acts chapter 3. Here's Peter. Peter and John, they're walking. Acts chapter 3. They're going up to the temple to pray. Acts chapter 3, verse 6, Peter said to this gentleman, he says, gold and silver I do not have, but what I have I give you. Now, this is one of the clearest situations in Scripture to where we're not talking about anything physical, but something spiritual is given and deposited from Peter into the life of this gentleman. Church, that's us. That which we have been given, we have the authority to give to others. Now, we can laugh and joke and, and all day, and we've talked about it too. I can give somebody just as much chaos as they can give out. I can deposit chaos into your life in a hot minute. Just let me know when, you, when and where you want it, and I'll be happy to deliver it. Right? We can do that. Frustration, anxiety, 
worry, fear, oh, I can bring it, and I can bring it fast. When, church, are we going to be known as the ones who can bring peace and joy and patience and kindness and gentleness faster than we can bring chaos and fear? When? The time is now. Now. So when someone enters your domain, I don't care if it's your house, I don't care if it's your three-foot circle, when somebody enters where you are, what are you giving them? What are you giving them? Because you have all of the authority to do so. What are you giving them? I don't think that should be a rhetorical question. I think we should think through that and pray through that and understand, God, where, what do you want to do through me? Where do I start with this? How can I renew my mind to understand instead of feeding the chaos of the situation I'm in to combat it, come against it, take authority over it, and deposit peace? And it's us, and we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, but it's us as believers, as sons and daughters of the Most High, as, as saints who have been given the authority and the power to step into those situations and allow who God is to be deposited into that situation. We've all worked with individuals, bosses, authority figures, that we have learned how not to do this. We all have. How not to do this. My dad always used, used to tell me all the time, son, sometimes the best example is the worst example. True. Sometimes it is. Because it shows you exactly what not to do. Because it not just shows you what not to do, but it shows you how people are going to react to how not to do it. But there is a time, and it is now for us to step into this, this being of who we are and who God is in and through our life, and not to submit and to, sur and to surrender to the enemy who's been come in to steal, kill, and destroy what God is building and developing. That has to come to a halt. And I can tell you, through this pandemic and, and what God has been doing in and through our church and the church of Bel Air, because we have so many that are coming together to do this, we're watching people's lives change. Change in the middle of want and in the middle of need and in the middle of hurt and pain and fear. People leave with hope. That means that we have exchanged what the enemy has brought down upon them so that they leave with something that will breathe life into their very soul. That's what we're doing. But it is an action that's taking place. It may be something physical, exchanging, giving food out or something like that, but along with that food, we are working just as hard spiritually as we are physically. And that's the eternal change 
that we're seeing happen. But it's because that's what we're supposed to do. It's not just giving food. It is being and light and hope and peace in a time of hurt. And that's happening. So church, as we continue to understand the authority that we've been given, then we move in it. We live in it. And other people are drawn to Christ. Our authority is through Jesus and Jesus alone. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. In the middle of these chaotic times, in the middle of a situation in your own life, in your own household, where the chaos is, is rearing its head, when, when, when the fear and the worry is, is pounding down on you, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. That salvation there is not just talking about your eternal life. It's talking about the situation that you're in. That you can be saved from that situation and that God will redeem what's happening and he will restore you into what and who you are called to be. This is what God is doing in the earth. He is raising up his disciples in a place of power and position. Those who are on their knees, humbled and contrite before him. This isn't with authority that the authority that we're talking about here isn't, isn't that, that we stand over top of people and, and that we lord over them. It's about coming to them, the last will be first, serve them from a point of humility and allow God's power and his mercy and his care and his kindness to saturate the heart of the person that's in front of you. Whether it's your spouse or whether it's your child or whether it's the person that you work with, your coworker, it doesn't matter who it is, every one of them is precious in the sight of the Lord. Be who he wants you to be and who he wants to be to them. That's our job. But we have the authority to do that. We have the authority. And it's in that authority that Jesus shows himself powerful, strong, and whatever it is that that person needs. Church, I can stand here all day and tell you that you have permission. But I'm not the one saying it. It comes from here. You have permission to release the power that is within you into all of your situations and circumstances. Don't abdicate your authority. Don't sub surrender it. Don't give it up. It is like the person breaking into your house to steal what you have. Defend it. Hold on to your joy. And give it to others. Because there are other people that are searching for what you have. And they don't know it. Next week we're going to talk about purpose. 
seeking it, finding it, becoming what you're created to be. All of this is important and it ties into this authority because as we move and understand the authority that we have, we also understand and have permission to become what it is that God's called us to be. So I look forward to getting together next week and talking about purpose, but knowing what you have, authority, you have permission to release the power that is within you into your situations and circumstances. Father, Lord God, we thank you for this day. We worship you. Father, we're thankful for you. Father, thank you for blessing us and thank you for loving us. God, I pray that you allow us to see ways to exercise this authority that you've given us. That you allow us to understand that we have permission to move in that. Father, that we have things to give. Instead of adding to the fire of chaos, Father, that we have peace to deposit. Father, rather than worrying and being fearful, God, that we have faith that we can choose and that we can hold on to. Father, teach us. Teach us what we need to know for these coming days. Father, that we can be an example to those around us. And Father, that they are led to you. Father, just give us an opportunity to see, to know. Father, to practice using our authority for your glory, for your honor. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.